Hail and welcome to The Heathen and the Witch, an intentional podcast about inclusive Norse paganism and witchcraft. Join us and listen to our stories about the ways in which the divine move through our modern daily lives. We're your hosts, Raven and Owl. Listen in wherever and however you are as we create sacred space, tell stories, and build a connection between us and the divine. Hail Thor, bringer of storms, protector of home and hearth. We invite you to join us today. We ask that you cleanse the space and bring your wisdom to us. We ask that you bless us as we speak and share through the storms of life. And so it is. first episode official episode of the heathen and the witch podcast i'm owl and this is raven and today we're going to be discussing altars and shrines and how they look like to both of us i guess Mm -hmm. what they look like to us and like the differences that we experience so owl how's summer treating you so far um, it's really hot. No bueno. Looks like it's about to rain outside. Hey, same here. Tomorrow, my kindred has their first open float, which is really exciting. We haven't done that since the pandemic, the before times. And we have like about 40 people, 30 to 40 people coming. So it's oh, going to wow. be huge. There's going to be a lot of drinking and a lot of tailing. And um, I'm prepared. I'm not sure my liver is, though. Um, so. <laughs> Interviewed for a possible new job today, so we'll see. Which how is that super goes. exciting. That's so exciting. Super exciting. Might be paid a fair wage. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> do Do any of us at this point? Uh, no, no. Unless you're like a millionaire, but I don't think. Anyway, I think most pagans are not like millionaires. That That's just like a conjecture. But like, it's hard. to be like a millionaire and like also a pagan um how's uh how's life treating you actually really well um i just got promoted at work which is really really cool yeah um i work with kids i'm officially a assistant director now which is pretty exciting yeah i got a pay raise too which is super nice and then they were actually talking to me about possibly becoming salaried down the road you know which would be pretty I've never had a salary job before so (laughs) yeah even my hourly job was like it was like you have to work 40 hours a week and you're gonna get paid this much but like it's not salaried which made no sense (laughs) yeah exactly so the fact that they even mentioned that to me I was like what Um, but I really like it I really I'm learning a lot I've only been in the position for about a week now And uh, I feel like I'm learning a lot, which is really cool. I like seeing the behind the scenes. I get to work with parents now too, which is pretty cool. I like talking to kids' parents about their progress. Ew. 
writing. <laughs> I write a lot of reports as well about student progress that their parents get in an email. So I'm learning how to professionally write. It's just kind of a learning curve because typically all I do is creative write. So it's much different writing as an administrator. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and then actually when this episode airs, it airs the week of my birthday, which is yeah. wild to me that it's already here. Happy like, birthday. Early birthday. You. Well, thank it you. will be like your birthday. When yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so that's exciting. Like I have plans to go to the Renaissance Festival for my birthday. Um, something my husband and I do every year. I just kind of drag him. No, summer's good. It's very hot like it is out by you. We're in monsoon season, so we're getting a lot of afternoon rain. Wildfire yeah. season is picking up. Wow. Gotta love that. It really be wild out there. It is wild <laughs> out here. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's so green in Maryland right now. Like my garden is just bursting out of the like the garden beds and it's oh my god, I got chamomile this year. I I'm so excited. It started blooming. And like last time I tried chamomile, I got like all these tiny little bugs all over them. And it I couldn't use it because like the fucking it, it was like bugs everywhere. And Oof. I'm not drinking bugs and I don't know how yeah, to no. clean it off. So like this time it's huge. It has it's just massive. And I'm gonna get so many flowers. And I've already gotten cute little chamomile flowers and I'm so excited. I don't that know. Is I meant awesome. to look, that see is if awesome. That is awesome. Harvest them. Yeah. And then we got like three pounds of green beans and a buttload of zucchini, and we're getting tomatoes in and lettuce out the ass. So much lettuce. And so many hopefully salads. Hopefully, our corn will come in too. I don't know. We'll see. That's exciting. We got the little, little shoots like poking out. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. I'm happy for you. Where I'm at, it is so dry, except for monsoon season coming in, that the grass is brown. Yeah, Yeah, but I've been going to the pool a lot, so that makes up for it. I haven't gone to the pool yet. That's actually what my boyfriend's doing right now. He's opening his parents' pool. So Nice. I go as often as I can. Like, last year I only went once, and it was, like, the week they closed it because – I don't know why. I think part of it was we had really bad smoke, and so I didn't mm. want to be outside. But the smoke's not bad right now, so I've been going at least three times a week. It's fun to just swim. How's uh, you know, near the spiritual practice going? You know, it's pretty good. Um, I haven't made any candles recently. I've been, <sighs> as you all know, with the Supreme Court and all of that. My energy's been kind of whack, so I've been very careful about what I do right now. Um, yeah. I think energy's just been whack in general, but it's been good. My sister actually made me a fertility jar, um, a fertility spell jar that I put on my altar, which was really nice That's of cute. her because we're still trying for, you know, pregnancy. Um, I bought some new candles for Loki and Segan. They seemed really pleased with those. So, yeah, that was good. Target. That's fun. Yeah. I always stop in the Target candle aisle. And I'm always like, okay, Loki, I have too many candles. I don't need to get any more. And then there's always that one candle that 
it's like, okay, but I have to get that one. Do you experience <laughs> that? You like go to the candle aisle and you're like, no, I'm not going to get any today. And then you find that one that you're like, oh, that's a low-key candle. I have to get that. <laughs> um, I've been running it in just because he has too many candles. So I've been like he switching has, like, them out. <laughs> he has like a giant like woodwick candle that I bought him specially for him because I couldn't find like the cinnamon scented one at the, the Cracker Barrel near me. So um yeah, he he's still working on that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, I went to Target and I found these. One's like a fern and like one, I forget what the other one is, but I was like, oh, these will be perfect for my altar on Loki and Siegensai. And uh, I feel like he's been pretty happy about that. What else have I been doing with my practice? Not a whole, you know, not a whole ton out of the ordinary. How about you? Well, the extent of it is like I'm getting really whack dreams lately. And I, oh, yeah. It's like I'm getting all these like tarot cards that are like, there's a big change coming. And I'm like, where? And, and it's like all these things that you've been worried about will come to an end. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the case. It's literally like, I mean, it might just be this job, but then I pulled tarot about this job too. And it was like, it wasn't like super positive, but it wasn't like super negative either. I don't know. Don't you hate that? Like that's part of, I haven't, I touched my cards. I think it was last week to do like a reading about pregnancy. And basically all I got was like a shrug. Like, yeah, like, okay, thanks. thanks. I'm not getting much of a shrug. It's like the same message over and over again. Like movement, like things are going on and I have to be patient. And I'm just like taking guesses. Like, like I had some intuitive thing that like I felt like Loki wanted me to stay at my job that I hate and like maybe to see because I just unionized my store and like I don't know. Maybe it's he frustrating. just wants to Yeah. It's frustrating. Like I don't I don't know what he wants. Like I, I did it. I did the thing. Like it's literally not my responsibility to see it through. Like other people are fully capable of doing what I'm doing. I'm not special. The thing I keep I hearing, and this is, I've stopped writing it down because it's like the same thing every single time, but it's like, be patient, be patient. And like, I'm so tired of being patient for things to like work out. Like, like I trust him, but like, but also it's like, is this job like the thing that I was supposed to be patient for? Like, and there's no way else to know that unless I go and actually do it rather than be like, oh, but what if? And, like, that's kind of, like, how my life is anyway. Like, I'm always – that's why I haven't even left the job yet. Like, I've had multiple reasons to leave. And then I'm like, but – and then – and I like the people at my work and stuff. It's just, like – it's, like, <sighs> corporate, man. I don't want to do it anymore. And I just hate power imbalances. <laughs> like, I can't unsee it. I just can't. So um, I'm sure that whatever ends up working out. Because weren't we just talking about this earlier today? How you like basically manifested this new job opportunity. Well, yeah. I was like, I need money. <laughs> like, please yeah. give me money. And like they're paying me like two, $2.50 more than an hour than I'm being paid at my current job. 
And that's money. And also, like, I can probably work a lot longer because it's a chiller job, too. So, like, I can probably work more hours. And the reason I pulled back on my hours at my old place was because, like, it's so fucking tiring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's always busy. But this place is busy. It's just, like, I'm not, like, I'm not dying. You know, I don't think I'll die. And I think I might be doing administrative work, too. So, who knows? I don't know. It's worth a try. And hopefully they like me. So, go for it you know what i found myself thinking about today in the car Mm. uh spirituality wise and just how things are it feels like we're in like a ragnarok cycle do you feel that or is that just me Mm. like there's i would say so yeah there's like as i was thinking about on my way home i was like everything feels like it's an upheaval and like my personal life is finally settling out but it feels like everything going on around me and everyone around me is like complete upheaval. I don't know. Like maybe it's just me who's like in current. I've been in upheaval since the beginning of this year. I don't know. I just feel like everything's kind of on this like ledge and one time it's just going to fall over and then we're just going to see it explode everywhere. And that just feels like Loki in a nutshell, just because he always is like the one who like pulls the straw off the camel's back and like it collapses. You can't have change unless chaos comes with it. Because that's the only way that change happens. Change never happens like nice and easy. It always feels violent to me when change happens. It's always and- abrupt and violent. <laughs> <laughs> True. It. And, like, part of me is just scared that, like, people are going to just stop being mad and we're going to go back to regular programming. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's what happens. Like, that's what happens with the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, it happened with, um, like, Trump when he became president. Like, it just – I don't want to get too into all of it because it's so depressing. I'm really scared that – people will start being passive again and we're just going to crumble and we're next. Like I feel not like we aren't already next as women or like at least, you know, like female people. Yeah. Yeah. But like religion too. Oh yeah. They're already passing. They're, they're thinning the line between church and state. It just, it's very frightening where things are right now. Yeah, maybe some good change can come out of this, though. I was watching a TikTok that said that, like, two of the justice, no, at least three of the justices are, like, already really, really old. And then one of them is retiring, it looks like, and is being replaced with someone good. I don't remember. I was like, oh, wow. And then I didn't go and Google it to double check that what's going on. But also, why are we having, like, supreme overlords telling us? what to do like they're not even voted in why do we have this system can we can we just not i think this entire system needs to crumble like let's be real i agree like we need to rethink how things are done here in america but maybe this is that time for it you know we're in a ragnarok cycle maybe maybe something good will come out of this don't stop fighting that was your politics for today (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really hard to separate politics from our spirituality just because like sovereignty and like bodily autonomy is really important in my practice at least especially with loki freya 
um, Freya especially. Like, I haven't even, even heard from her, but I, I feel like she's just stomping back and forth. Like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the feeling I'm getting as well. She seems busy, and I'm sure she's busy. Um, Loki's also been kind of busy, too. He has. I've noticed that, too. Like, last night, I think, was the first time I actually, like, seen him in quite a while. Like, wow, where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) He looked tired, honestly. He does look tired. He looks tired. I asked him, like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. Like, yeah, pretty. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. He, normally, he's really, really chatty, and he's not yeah. been chatty. At least, like, I end. sense his presence, but he doesn't like talk. Like, yeah, exactly. It's weird because yeah, I'm so used to having a running dialogue with him, <laughs> and like, yeah, it's just been quiet for like two weeks. Oh yeah, two weeks like, for me too. Honestly, yeah, it's like I can tell that he's there. I can feel him poking at me periodically but like yeah i'm getting nothing yeah this is not the time he's free to do whatever he wants i'm just like i need guidance but not that he would guide me anyway he's more like make your own choices but it's like i feel like i've been in this liminal space for way too fucking long just not making choices and not moving forward on much and like i i don't know We'll see. It's a lot. There's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Um, so I guess I was going to talk about like the difference between a shrine and an altar because that that isn't really like divided often in pagan spaces. They'll just call it either like an altar or. Yeah, because you were telling me about this, and I honestly had, like, no idea. I had never really thought about it. Yeah. You know, what I have is an altar. In polytheistic cultures in general, they mostly have shrines. Like, like, so I think of Shinto, where they have a shrine for the different entities and, like, ancestors. And, uh, I mean, that's even anywhere. Like, you'll go to... Mexico or Latin American countries during the Day of the Dead, and they have shrines to their ancestors. Basically, like an altar is where you do things. Like there's a purpose in the thing that you're doing. So, like an altar would be where you actively do workings. So, you can make offerings there, you can do witchcraft. Like it suits a working purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not that shrines can't either. Like, all of my shrines that I have for different deities could be called altars as well because I do actively make offerings there. However, they are shrines for the most part because most of the time they go untouched. And if I make an offering, it's more of a, I usually don't do it there, but I have them because I think of shrines more like a door. For the like the divine or for spirits to walk through, it's their space basically. It's no one else's. I don't touch them unless I'm going to dust them off or clean them, and they are simply just allowing the spirit to have a home within your home or wherever you practice. Mm-hmm. Um, they aren't moved. 
often. I mean, they can be. Like, you can have a portable shrine. You can move it wherever. Like, you can make it in any space. Most of the time, like, if you have this space, you can, they usually just don't move unless you have a better place to put them or something. And you don't touch whatever's on it. You don't really take things off unless you get permission. Like, it's like when you go into someone's house and you take something. Like, you're not going to do that without, like, asking them first. Yeah, Um, exactly. Because that's just rude. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a good way to describe it. I like the idea of them being like the doorway for the spirits. It's nice to be able to make room in your home for the gods and the spirits. And by having that launch point, they feel like it's their home too. Like I'll use an example. Loki, (laughs) he has two shrines in my house. (laughs) One is in the kitchen and on my kitchen table where... He can be witness to me cooking or he can just receive offerings more easily because it's in the kitchen and I just have to walk two feet to put it on his little shrine. I'll also like light a candle there if I'm like, hey, you want to come visit or hang out? Like he doesn't need it all the time, but sometimes it's nice to have like the intention of going to light the candle. It's like a beacon. I always think of it like he just sees the beacon a lot easier and he can walk over from yeah, his, no, wherever definitely. he is. You know? It's like a lighthouse, yeah. right? Like, hey, yeah. come this way. Um, but versus like, and also when I bought my house, I I made the intention that this was also like Loki's home. I like did a whole ritual kind of to greet him. And in other polytheistic cultures, they do a similar thing and they install the deity into the shrine like they will do songs or like you know different ritualistic aspects where they ask the deity to come into the space like where their like figure and imagery is and they will like be part of it and so I kind of did that and I don't know I honestly don't know why I did it because I didn't think about it. <laughs> it was like an instinctive thing. Yeah. Like I wrote a whole poem and stuff for him and I like asked him to live here. And in my UPG, I feel like he's like a hearth deity anyway. So he just kind of inhabits my space. And I mean, he's like a roommate, so he can come and go as he pleases um like he's not here all the time he's not like he's not permanently here that's not the point it's just like this is a really good touch point for him to go I think that's important it's a grounding point yeah yeah and I think sorry one more thing and I think (laughs) someone in my kindred I don't remember who um they said something that was like really interesting they said like like I wonder if the gods have shrines for us (laughs) Oh, weird. I never thought about that. Like, I wonder, and in my weird experiences, I have had them. Like, they have spaces for me to be and, like, go to. Like, Loki has intentionally built spaces for me on the astral. He's on that for You can come here. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I always do, but it's easier for me to imagine it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did that for me as well. I never thought about that being kind of like a shrine, though. That's interesting. But it is, because that's it where is. you go. Because that's where you go. That's your touch point. I think shrines should be talked about a lot more, because I think they're fucking awesome. 
Um, I have a whole room dedicated to mine. I have each. I'm really spoiled. I'm going to say that up front. Um, I'm really grateful for having the room that I do. (laughs) I didn't imagine ever being like this. I went from having like a little corner on my desk that just had a collection of shit. And now I have like really fucking gorgeous like shrines of each deity that I work with and are considered part of my quote unquote hearth cult, which would be like the deities I work with most often. And if I had, I've most recently added Freya. She did not have a shrine there originally. She does now. And then I also have an outdoor shrine uh, where I dump all my offerings. In heathenry, we call it a vey. V-E with a little like accent over it. A vey. Usually we pour offerings on it. It's usually like a pile of rocks. (laughs) And because also it's not good to dump alcohol directly onto the ground anyway. So we dump it over rocks whenever we're done ritual and the land receives it. And because the land receives it, we believe it goes to the gods. So that's what I have in my backyard for whenever I have libations or sometimes food offerings. Like I left his, I left Loki's scrambled eggs over there. Um, some squirrel enjoyed it and then thus <laughs> it was received. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. See, I'm kind yeah. of the opposite. I don't have space. Like I have very, very little space. I've been wanting to do a shrine for my ancestors and like try to figure out a good space for that, but I still haven't navigated my space well enough to put one in. Mm-hmm. It's on the to-do list. I just need to figure out my space better. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, I don't have shrines. Um, I have an altar um, with parts dedicated to deities where I give offerings and stuff, but also where I do all of my witchy working things. Like, what do you what what do you put on it? Well, okay. So, it's on top of my dresser. Um, because that's the only space I have for it. It's the only space I've ever had for it. So when I started, um, like even before I started witchcraft, I would collect little knickknacks and stuff and like put them on my dresser as like my quiet space. And I would just Mm -hmm. like sit in front of my dresser when I needed to ground. Um, and then it kind of became a lot more intentional once I started my witchcraft, um, learnings and it, it initially wasn't dedicated to any deity. It was just where I did just my working. So my candle magic, I would, um, you know, burn candles, uh, sit in front of it, do tarot on the floor, which I still do. Um, but now since I work so much with Segan and with Loki, I wanted a place for them to be able to land. And the only space I have is my altar. So it's actually divided into thirds. So the left half, is for Segan. And it's also where I keep my incense and my moon water. Um, And it's got little knickknacks for her. So I've got some prayer beads that I got from Owl. Uh, I've got some shells that I collected. Uh, A candle that I made for her at the run fair last year, which is really cool. And then some candles that made me think of her. On the right side, it's for Loki. And it's also where I keep my lighter. And I do keep some salt over there um and it's just some candles it's a bunch of little like marvely knickknacks that i've picked up over time Mm -hmm. and then i also have a really nice candle holder that i'll do offering candles in i've got some jewelry that reminds me of loki some beads 
And then in the middle, the dead middle is where I do all my work. So on the middle of my altar, I have a vase and flowers. I use fake flowers. Um, I change them with the season. I change my tapers and my flowers with the season. So right now, since we're in summer, I'm actually using my wedding bouquet. Aww. Uh, yeah, because that's those are my summer flowers. Um, yeah. Because I got married in the spring. So, um, And I have all of, I have my taper candles that I light when I do ritual or I light when I'm doing my candle magic. I have Loki's name in runes on it. Um, I have a stone for the fae. It's one of those. I forget what, what are those called again? When it has oh, the hole going stone. on. Yeah, I have a hagstone that I found when I was a kid. Uh, a card with a raven on it because I am raven. And then I just put like all of my burning candles that have my intent in the middle of my altar. Um, yeah. Then when I make offerings for like Loki or Segan, I put them on the respective sides. So like if I have food for Loki or I want to do a candle for Loki, it goes on the bright side. Um, Segan doesn't often get food, but she gets flowers. So those will go on the left side. Uh, or if I want to do a candle for her, her candle goes on the left side. And that's how I make my space work for me. Well, and then for any other witchcraft thing that I want to do or spiritual thing I want to do, I sit in front of the altar when oh, yeah. I do those things. So like my spinning stuff is all next to my altar. Um, when I read tarot, I sit in front of my dresser and I do it on the floor. It's all very connected for me. Yeah. The most meaningful thing that you can do, honestly, like it doesn't have to be super fancy. No, it's very straightforward. You know, the cloth I used is like a $4 piece of fabric I got from Walmart. Yeah. Uh, the candles, I just pick them up at Target. It's all stuff I just find. If you experience this owl, but mm. one of the cool things about my working altar and how it's divided and stuff, if I go over and I run my hands above it, I can actually feel the energy coming out of it. Wait, Where? On my altar. Like, if you go oh. to my altar and you run your hands, like, six inches above it, you can feel the energy that radiates off of it at this point. Yeah. Um, it depends. Well, all of my shrines kind of, like, the entire room just kind of has a vibe. Mm -hmm. um, I, like, painted, like, sigils into the walls to protect it. And then I, like do the majority of my meditation and prayer in it. Uh, sometimes I don't really have the spoons to walk upstairs because it's all the way upstairs. Um, and it's also like really dark. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and sometimes I even just sit up there and fuck around. Um, but yeah, like the entire energy is kind of different from the rest of my house. It's also the cleanest room <laughs> that I have in my house. Everywhere else is, like, not great right now. But I vacuumed my shrine room and dusted it and cleaned the carpets. And um, it's it's pretty sterile. <laughs> I mean, not sterile in the way that, like, there's nothing in it. It's just, like, I... You cleanse it regularly. Yeah. And you clean at it least regularly. A couple times a week, I'll, like, 
um, smoke cleanse it. Um, That's how my altar is too. Honestly, if you go in my room, everything is a disaster because I am, as my husband put it, a trash panda. Yeah, um, same. But if you look at my altar, my altar is actually organized and it's neat. And I clean it off maybe like once a week. You know, mm-hmm. unless Loki throws a fit about the food, in which case I'll leave it an extra week. It hits a point where he argues with me and then I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to have bugs at this rate. Like, it's got to go. And at that <laughs> point, I'll just clean indiscriminately. Yeah. Yeah. He. <laughs> I don't think he it's... understands that concept. I don't. I think he does. I just don't know if he cares. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (sighs) I feel like this this, he just walks around with like sticks in his hair. Like he's actively dirty. I don't think he cares about bugs. He's like, they're not hurting anything. (laughs) Well, I care about them. So (laughs) Yeah. I mean I I just don't think he cares. (laughs) Yeah, but arguably my altar is like the cleanest part of my my room. I think when you put a lot of energy into stuff, like your shrine room, where the gods are, or like my altar, I think that's why it radiates energy, is because mm-hmm. you put so much into it, and it like builds. It's kind of a theory I had about my altar, like years ago, was that the reason it had so much energy was because I put so much of myself into it when I was creating yeah. it. Some time ago, maybe like... At least six months ago or so, I was, like, almost at the point where I was beginning to wonder if maybe my room was too much because it stopped holding meaning to me, I guess. Mm. And, like, it's all fancy. Like, I decorated the room specifically to be my shrine room. I mean, I do other things in it. Like, I sew and I, I like, do yoga in it. Most of the stuff I sew is from my Etsy store, which is mostly dedicated to the gods anyway, so it didn't feel too terribly like out of top off topic. And then yoga is also a spiritual practice for me too. I was beginning to think that maybe it was just too much and that's why it stopped having meaning. But I also stopped going in there. Meaning is what you make of it, right? Yeah, exactly. And I was also at a weird plateau in my practice too. So it's important to me now because I stopped feeling like I had to do certain things. It was when I realized why I wanted to do certain things and I want to be up there and having like a sacred like experience, even if it's just literally I don't feel anything. Sometimes I don't feel anything, but I'm up there anyway. And like I still like the candle and I still like set aside time and Sometimes I don't even talk. I just kind of sit there silently without my phone, kind of just sit there. And then one day I'm going to have like a music box in there because my boyfriend's game room is like right across the hall from it. It's <laughs> <He's> so loud. <laughs> but usually that doesn't bug me just because I have my headphones in. I do a similar thing too, though, like how you go and you just like light the candles and sit in there sometimes, even if you don't feel like it. Um, yeah, I, I do something similar because my altar is in my bedroom and I can see it throughout my bedroom because my room's kind of small. Um, at night when I need to kind of recenter myself, I'll light everybody's candles on the altar. I'll write all of the candles and I'll just sit there 
and either journal or I'll spin because I find I find a lot of meditation with my crafting. Um, and it's just that mm-hmm. little bit, even if I'm not talking to anyone actively, even if I'm not hearing anyone actively, it's the act of just being and it grounds me and reconnects me. I have like certain yoga positions that I'll do um, that I feel are grounding. And I think that's the most still I'm ever when I'm trying to meditate because otherwise I'm just either rocking back and forth like a lunatic or um, sometimes I dance. That's been interesting. I also like to smoke in my room too. (laughs) (laughs) Not like smoke, smoke, but I'll like have my vape up there and it kind of helps with the with me just centering down and just getting like calm and letting go of the day um i don't recommend always using drugs but i'm adhd so unfortunately sometimes that's what it means yeah <laughs> like especially Every- right now everything is different for everyone you got to do what's right for you yeah don't let anyone be like let someone be like don't always rely on drugs and I don't but like there's periods in time with my ADHD where I literally just can't think straight and I need it if I want to maintain my practice in there so which I think is fair I mean again you have to do what's right for you and if something works for you then other people shouldn't be judging you for that yeah well I don't care what other people say anyway but (laughs) which is good (laughs) that's a good way to be I think there's a level of comfort having a place where you can go to just be talked about what's on my shrines yeah what is on your what are what do you have on your shrines (laughs) so i have like a bookshelf or like a shelf shelf dedicated to deities that aren't loki and segan like i have thor on there and he shares a shelf with odin because they're kind of like mostly in the background and then i have hell on one side and then freya on the other um no one's really put up a fuss about who they share shelves with except for odin who didn't want to be sharing a shelf with hell uh (laughs) understandable oh i I think that's fine yeah understandable that's fine i mean it's their house it's not mine so most deities don't seem to care as much except for loki (laughs) loki has an entire desk for himself (laughs) and it's still overflowing um he's so spoiled (laughs) He is. Like I have a um I have a scarf that I knit and I finished it the day we got married. And I occasionally take it off if I want to use it and he he's not really big on me touching his things, but sometimes he's like, Okay, I'll let you have it this one time. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> he also has like a fox pelt on there that I bought from an ethical source uh they get it from the side of the road i assure you i wear it sometimes especially at like 
the Ren Faire. Or I'm probably going to wear it tomorrow for our ritual because it makes me feel connected to him. And at the Ren Faire, like, expressing myself. And I feel like he, like, you know, likes that. Um, but he's like, don't get it dirty, though. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, the That's time funny he said that. Him. Yeah, like, first of all, from him. And then second of all, like, I ended up accidentally, like, dropping it on the dirt, like, three different times that day. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Like, he can't really complain. I mean, you're right. He walks around with sticks in his hair. Like, come on, dude. I don't think he was, like, totally complaining. But and then he has a bunch of trinkets. Like, he has jewelry on there. One time, I think he gave me a bracelet. It was just found on my desk at my old workplace. And it was around the time we got hitched. And I was like, is this anyone's? And, like, no one knew whose it was. Like, it didn't fit anyone's wrist. It fit mine, though. So that was weird. That's on his altar. I can't wear it because I, I can't wear bracelets at work. And he has, like, a 20 questions game. Like, you know those little game, handheld games from, um, oh, yeah. oh, from yeah. the 90s? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Maybe early 2000s, not the 90s. But, like, you used to have, like, a bunch of, like, little handheld games for all, all you Gen Zers um before apps uh and it's how we entertained ourselves in the old days yeah <laughs> and it was like a really accurate 20 questions given that it was it fun update. i had one of yeah. those as a kid as well like as a teenager i had one he wanted it though i was about to get rid of it because i thought the battery was dead and i kept trying it and like it wasn't working and then he was like it's gonna work and then like i put it on his altar and like a couple days later i like tried it again and it worked so that's amazing. <laughs> he was probably like, I, I want this. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. you can't, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure maybe like the battery just decided to come back, I guess. Cause that's how it works. Uh, he has like roses. Sometimes if I get roses, I'll give him one. And he has like, I have a lot of his artwork on the back of my wall next to it. And he has like a wall of Loki being Loki. Um, and then next to it is Segan's shrine, which has like a bowl and flowers, a vase for flowers. I'm not really good at changing it out though. So I tried only to give her flowers when I'm feeling less neurodivergent than usual. Because otherwise I sit there and rot. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I do fake flowers on my altar. <laughs> yeah, I probably will do that. When I go to the grocery store, they're, like, right there. And I'm like, hey, what flowers do you want? And then she's like, that one. Or sometimes it's Loki speaking for Segan. Um, <laughs> like he does she that periodically. Like, okay. <laughs> Is she AFK right now? Like, she can't talk for herself. And then... He's just trying to be a good, helpful husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he was the one that informed me that he- she likes purple flowers. She didn't tell me herself. She wasn't really talking to me yet. But I was like, Okay. <laughs> Which is funny because before I started working with her, it popped in my head that she liked purple flowers and she hadn't told me that either. And I'm sure it was Loki popping it in my head. Like, she likes purple flowers. Hey, go get her. (laughs) Oh, and I have my ancestor altar, um, which has like pictures of my ancestors and it has some of my... um, dogs remains uh like fur both of my dogs have died from when i was a child recently so i had got vials of their fur and pictures and 
I have candles of other family dogs. You can tell I have like a really big emphasis on dogs. Uh, <laughs> not that I sometimes, don't love my other ancestors, but sometimes that's dogs how are better out. than people. <laughs> <laughs> like I have pictures of my my grandparents and then my late friend, and um, and I I only give water on that one because uh, I I can't keep up with it. But I feel like that's the best offering anyway. And it's in this really cool cup too. It has like fossils. It it was cool, like fossils in the cup. Um, like it's made of like s- sediment, and then you have like little ancient bits of snail. And I thought that was cool because ancestors. Everyone else's shrine is not as cool as Loki's. Unfortunately, I haven't really had the money to occupy everyone else's shrine and they don't seem to care as much i guess um loki's very particular about what goes on his and then freya was like i want mine to be aesthetically pleasing so she has like a rabbit pelt also from an ethical source and she has a vase of flowers that i i started to like pick off flowers for her like i have a rose bush outside my house and i'll put like a rose in there um she's a cool birch candle and ooh, i bet that's lovely when it burns I haven't burned it yet because I'm terrified. It's like a really big candle. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know if I can burn it on the way that her shrine is right now. But it is cool and aesthetically pleasing, and that's what she wanted. So I need to really yeah. like maneuver my space so I can get my ancestor altar figured out. It's probably just going to be like a small candle and maybe yeah. a cloth. Nothing terribly yeah. fancy. You don't need much. Um, yeah. Pictures are always nice if you have them. Just because that's pretty traditional. I don't really work with my ancestors much because they're really loud and obnoxious. Yeah, I don't um, work with mine either. They don't shut up. Just My senses go off the hook anytime I start working with the dead. Like, I understand that they have opinions, but I can't they're deal intense. with it. They're intense. They're really intense. Yeah. Yeah. The dead are intense. I get ones with accents and, like, ones speaking Italian and... <laughs> I don't speak Italian. I don't even know Italian. Like, if you'd ask me to, like, think of an Italian, like, phrase or something, I can't tell you. Like, it just was going off in Italian. Like, I can't understand you. Can you slow down or speak English? And then they get more angry in Italian. So. I've had relatives come through, but I don't work with them. I just kind of relay messages as they come through, and that's about the extent of it. About all I can handle, truthfully, with the dead. Let's do the room pull and the card pull of the day. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Um, I'll also say again, just like like we said in our introductory episode, uh, my interpretations are not going to be standardized. They're just kind of my interpretation. So uh, don't quote me on... <laughs> <laughs> on this please <laughs> if your intuition while you're listening says something else trust your intuition yeah i'll say what like they mean pretty like unilaterally but um the personal imp- interpretation is kind of like what i make of them and how i learn them so anyway um i drew yara or yara 
Um, it looks like two Kanazes kind of like <laughs> pairing together, um, mirroring each other. And we were just talking about how cycles are like being done. Like we're just kind of like reaping the benefits of our work from the past. And I feel like, oh my God, I also pulled this last time at my um, kindred's symbol. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, it's kind of like a, one of the cyclical runes. I always see it as like reaping the benefits of, like it's like harvesting, I feel like. Yeah, what do you think it means for us going forward in the next month? Yeah. So, I think there's going to be a lot of change. Um, just in general, I feel like things are picking up motion and we're heading into the next phase of the wheel of the year, which is, uh, Lunasad, right? Yeah. 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 Um, before then, I feel like there's some shit that's going to go down. <laughs> it honestly I don't know does what. not surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. As we catapult through this year, that has been quite hellish uh, for multiple reasons. Yara, what are you going to pull? <laughs> okay, so I'm using actually my favorite, my favorite, favorite tarot deck. It's Journey into the Hidden Realm. It's the first deck I ever got, and so I have a really mm-hmm. good connection with it. It's the Fae, um, who I also have a connection with. So... And this is actually, I love this card in this particular deck. Um, it's a little boy holding a dragon egg. Or maybe not a dragon egg, but or like a phoenix egg, maybe. Because phoenixes are a running theme in this deck. Um, and it always has, like, kind of a soft spot for me. So there's a lot of potential here, and it's a big responsibility. So whatever's going down in the next month, it's going to feel overwhelming to a degree. But once you realize that you don't have to carry it all by yourself or that it is part of you a lot of it's part of you and not something separate from you it makes it easier so that you can live your life and not have life live you yeah so embrace what is within you embrace the change coming embrace the energy that you're feeling you know hold it close to you and use it to go forth and blossom I think this is a really good time to just kind of, you know, recognize your own potential, recognize your own power and energy that you carry with you. Like the little boy carrying the egg close to him, you know, carry that energy with you close to you and know that it's part of you. Like you said something like, it is what you make of it. I feel like a lot of people are probably feeling really stressed right now about the Supreme Court's decision and the world that is changing by the second or reverting back to some mm-hmm. stupid not real ideal um the world what? is not on your shoulders no you know it's not carry what you can you know don't let it wear you down there's a lot of energy going around right now take what you need release what doesn't serve you and like the card says don't let life live you you live your life like you have more control than you think you do Because our deity of the the, week, the month, I guess, is mm-hmm. Thor. I wrote 
kind of like a little meditation on Thor. Take a moment and be still. Breathe deep. Get present to the world around you. Whether you're driving or sitting in an office or wherever you listen, feel the earth under your feet. Notice the air around you, what it feels like, what it smells like. Notice the weight of your tongue on the bottom of your mouth. Notice the weight of your arms. Notice how your feet feel. Take a moment and think about what Thor means to you. If you don't know him, he is half Aesir and half Jotun. He is Odin's son. His hammer, Mjolnir, is worn by heathens and one of the few artifacts that we have remaining of religious jewelry from that time. It is believed that Thor hollows the space, and for that reason, Mjolnir is often used to cast ritual space in heathen tradition. However, Thor is also the protector of the common people. He was well known to farmers, to the people who get their hands dirty, the people who face elements more severely than those who live safely away from the world. The elements directly affect the common people, and it was Thor who brought the storms and the water that nourished their crops. These days, most of us no longer directly engage with farming, but we still engage with the elements, as some of us even have... Some of us have less access to water. Some of us are in drought. Others have too much water as the seas rise and our homes are being flooded. We are the common people, those who cannot simply pick up and leave because we have not the means to. We are the common people as well, who work tirelessly with wages that do not compete with the rising prices of inflation. We are the common people rising up and crying out about a system that no longer serves us. The common people whose homes or livelihoods are destroyed. As those who are in power fight less meaningful battles and our voices fall on deaf ears. Hail to Thor, protector of the common people. Hail to Thor, bringer of storms, destroyer of those who bring us danger. Hail to Thor wielder of Mjolnir, protector of our homes and our welfares. May our cries be heard. May the direction of these storms change. May he bless our spaces, our hearths, and keep us whole and hail together. Hail to Thor. Hail Thor. Well, thank you so much for joining us today as we talked about altars. 
Um, hopefully, you know, you're inspired to kind of create your own if you don't have one already. Um, or even gather more meaning if you have one mm-hmm. and have more inspiration for what it means to you. Yep. Um, Al, where can people find you? I'm mostly focusing on my Etsy store lately, uh, Leaves of Yggdrasil Co. Uh, Yggdrasil is Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L Co. I'm on Etsy. I'm also on Instagram. And I'm on TikTok now. Uh <laughs> against my better judgment um (laughs) you make great videos though (laughs) i'm doing my best all of it's the same leaves of yggdrasil co i'm mostly writing on our podcast blog now i pretty much stopped my personal blog and you can find both of us on theheathenandthewitch.wordpress.com is where we both are I also write on the blog here. Um, Alice posts are every Friday, mine are every Wednesday. You can also find other places to find our podcast. You can find links to what Raven does. What do you do? I actually spin yarn. Um, so I spin witchy yarn. I currently am selling on Etsy. I have some things I need to upload, some new listings. Uh, you can find my Etsy shop. It's Spirit Spun Yarns. I also have two Instagrams. So I have my store Instagram. And then I also have a personal Instagram if you want to get on and just look at knitting projects that I'm randomly doing. That's basically all I post on there, um, which is Birdie the Knitter. Again, it's mostly knitting projects, but I like sharing what I'm working on. Right now, I'm working on a lace shawl for Segan and I've got pictures of it posted. I actually wrote a blog post about it, so if you're curious, that's where you can go find it. I think that's all the places I am that I'm happy to share. You can find me in other corners of the internet, but I don't update as much pretty much anywhere else. Mostly Etsy and Instagram and our blog on our website. Thanks for joining us. I hope you had a nice time. We'll catch you again next month. We're shooting for the second Mondays of the month, so keep an eye out for next month's Monday, Um, and we'll see you next time.